What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And in today's episode, we will be talking about our initial takes on the NBA season so far. And we know there's only been a couple days of the NBA season going on, but we're going to give you some first thoughts and initial takes. And hopefully we can revisit these going uh, later in the year so we can see how much of a difference our initial takes will be from our final takes at the end of the year. But let's start it off right here with our initial takes. And our first topic is the Brooklyn Nets are a force in the NBA. They absolutely blew out the Golden State Warriors on opening night in that KD Kyrie duo is looking great. So what do you think about this Nets team? And do you think they will be a legitimate contender and possibly a finals contender down the road? Andrew, 100%, no doubt in my mind, they're going to be a finals contender. And they showed that in the first game. And I think they have a good chance of showing that today on on Christmas Day against the Celtics. They have so much depth. When you have Karis LeVert, a guy who could score 20 points per game on a lot of teams, coming off your bench, I mean, most teams can't say that. They obviously have a top five player in the NBA and one of the best point guards in the league in Kyrie Irving. So I think Andrew... This team is definitely very good. They're a force. They have so much depth that a lot of teams don't have. They have 10 guys that legitimately can't beat you. And I think that this has to be one of the best teams in the NBA, Andrew. Yeah, I agree. And I didn't think this team was going to be as good as it showed against Golden State. And I thought there was going to be a lot of chemistry issues. But it really didn't seem like that at all because – I was thinking that Kyrie and KD, just because they're so ball-dominant players that they wouldn't have a great time playing with each other, but it really seemed like the opposite. They both had their opportunities to control the ball and score on themselves and have ISO situations. They really looked good, and like you said, the depth that they have, having Karis LeVert off the bench on almost any other NBA team, he would be starting, and he's even putting up 20 points off the bench. Him and Spencer Dinwiddie could both come off the bench, and I'm sure we'll be seeing them swap in and swap out of the starting lineup but whichever one of them comes off the bench they're almost a guaranteed 15 points off the bench each night they are a very deep team and I'm really looking forward to see what they can be doing in the future but let's move on to our next topic and Jason Tatum really played well against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks he put up 30 points and he had the game winning buzzer beater It was a three-pointer over the reigning defensive player of the year, Giannis. So do we think Jason Tatum is a top 10 player in the NBA right now? Andrew, right now, he's not a top 10 player in the league, but he is definitely a top 15 player. This guy is, I think, 22 years old, 21 years old at this point, something like that, 22. I mean, for a guy who's only 22 years old, this is one of the best young stars we have in the NBA today. So I think we definitely have to look forward to the future that this kid has. And for a guy who's only 22, he's going to be a top 10 player at some point in his career. He's going to possibly be an MVP at some point in his career. He'll have an opportunity to be one of the best players in the NBA for years to come. And I think the NBA is set up in great hands with him and many other players as the future of the league. Yeah. And Jason Tatum he just looked like a superstar in that game and I know I'm probably not giving credit to Jalen Brown who had 33 points himself which really helped the Celtics a lot but Jason Tatum is the true star and true leader of this Celtics team and he showed it I expect I don't know if he's top 10 right now to answer that question 
But by the end of the year, I don't think there will be a doubt that he is top 10 because I really think he will make that leap this season. He already showed it in game one against the Bucks. But I don't know if they should have won that game. So let's move on to the reason why they didn't win that game. And that is Giannis Antetokounmpo. He missed the game tying free throw with, I'm pretty sure it was like 0.4 seconds left, I believe. Missed the game tying free throw to go into overtime. So Giannis just isn't clutch. I think we can all say that. He hasn't showed up in the playoffs so far, even though he's two-time MVP. He can't show up when it matters, and he's just not a clutch player. You can't put the ball in his hands and expect him to create for himself because he's not that good of a shooter either. It's not like he can do what Jason Tatum did, pull up off the dribble, step back, three-pointer over the defensive player of the year. Giannis Antetokounmpo is not going to do that for you. So Giannis, like I said, is not clutch. He can't win games for you, at least it seems like that, since he can't do it in the playoffs. He can't do it when it matters. Is he still a top five player? Andrew, he's still a top five player. I mean, he's he's still one of the best defenders in the league. You really can't stop on offense. The one thing he just lacks is his ability to shoot the ball. I mean, it's obvious. He can't shoot free throws. He shot, what, 60% from the line last year. He can't shoot threes. He's still trying to attempt them, but maybe you should take the Zion Williamson route and only take one every other game. And he's still one of the best rebounders in the game. He's a very very underrated passer. So I think you still have to have him in that conversation of a top five player in the NBA. Would I say he's probably in the back end of the top five for sure though? Yeah, it just, I I have to say Giannis is a top five player. He scores the points, he gets the rebounds. But the one thing that concerns me about Giannis is that he can't shoot and he can't score baskets when he needs to. He's not that clutch of a player like I've been saying and when you're not clutch how could you consider yourself a top player in the NBA you have to be clutch and Giannis just isn't that so that's the only thing that troubles me but he's still a force in the NBA and that's why I still have him as a top five player he's still one of the more unstoppable players in the NBA just because of his sheer size and strength but when you're not clutch that'll that'll really hurt you and we saw it against the Celtics but we, we talked about Jason Tatum, a young star, but let's talk about a couple more in Trey Young and John Morant. I, I think we can both say they're the face of the future in terms of point guards. And John Morant put up 44 points and nine assists in his uh, debut for the season. And Trey Young had 37 points, seven assists, six rebounds in 26 minutes. That is incredible. John Morant and Trey Young are the face are the new young faces of the NBA, I think, at least for point guards. They are going to be really good, and they showed it in that uh, debut for this season. So do you think John Moran and Trey Young are putting together all-star campaigns for this year? Andrew, I mean, we saw last year Trey Young was an all-star starter last year, and I think he's on his way to possibly doing that again. And John Morant, I'd say there's a very solid chance he becomes an all-star this year. I mean, if you, Andrew, if you take a look at last year's top three picks through their first two games, I mean, Zion is averaging, I think, 22 points per game. Ja had 44, nine. And RJ Barrett, the guy that no one seems to be talking about, I mean, he had 26, eight, and five in his first game. And for a top three in the draft, where in most drafts you see at least one bust between the top three or two busts or eight, even three non all star players, I mean, these guys have a chance to be three. 
faces of the league for years to come. And especially with going back to your point with Trey Young and Ja, I mean, these two are going to be the faces of their respective franchises for years to come. And these are two, like you said, of the best point guards we will see in the NBA over the next 10, 15 years. Yeah, John Moran and Trey Young will be running the point guard position in the future. And you even made comparisons before this podcast started to Dame and Steph Curry. And I really think that is a legitimate comparison. I know you can compare, and a lot of people have been, to Trey Young with Steph Curry. And I know uh, Damian Lillard and John Moran don't exactly have similar games because John Moran can attack the rim a lot better. But you can make that comparison in terms of stars, uh, how big of stars they are, and they will be in the NBA. They will run that point guard position in the future, and I don't think there's much doubt about that. And they just showed some of that in the debut, and I think they'll continue that throughout the season. But let's move on to our final topic, and that is the Golden State Warriors. A little disappointing start. Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre, their wings aren't playing that great. I saw the stat saying through six quarters, and this was halfway through the Bucks game that they played. Uh, James Wiseman is three for three from the three-point line and combined Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre through those six quarters were two for 18 from the three-point line. That is a really troubling stat line if you're the Warriors. So what do you think of the Warriors? Do you think they'll be able to turn it around this season or do you think just this season isn't it for them? Andrew, the key to their season is Draymond Green, and it's completely obvious to me that without them, they're a completely different team, and if you aren't able to get Draymond back soon, this this can only get worse for the Warriors, though they do have a much easier schedule coming up. They played two of the top teams in the Eastern Conference to start off the year, so I don't think that's really the easiest thing to do, but they definitely did not show out today in Christmas Day. I mean, they lost by almost 30 points. They showed that they're not a contender without Clay. I mean, it's pretty obvious to say that Steph Curry is not the same player without Klay Thompson, Draymond Green on the, on the court. And with, for a guy who is considered maybe the best point guard in the league and maybe the best shooting point guard of all time, he's started off the season extremely slow. And I think that's due to the fact that he's not there with Draymond and Klay Thompson. Yeah. I think Draymond and Klay Thompson are really glue guys to this team. And when they aren't out there on the floor, it really hurts them. So I think they're they're fine, the Golden State Warriors. I just think they really need to wait for Draymond to get back, which should be soon. And, of course, I'm pretty sure they have to wait another year to get Klay Thompson back. Once they get both of those guys back, I think they will be perfectly fine and back to contenders. But unless Draymond Green can make a significant difference, which I don't know if he can, maybe this year just isn't it for the Warriors unless Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins can start stepping up their play and uh, hitting those shots more consistently that they've been taking. They've been taking a lot of shots, but they haven't really been making it. So if they start making them, the, the, the Golden State Warriors will be just fine. Steve Kerr is a great head coach. He'll find a way to turn it around, especially with Steph Curry back healthy. Whenever you have Steph Curry, your team's going to be good. They're off to an 0-2 start, a slow start, but I really think they'll turn that around, expecting that Draymond Green can become that glue guy for them. And Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins will start playing a little bit better, hitting more shots. The Golden State Warriors, I think you should be a little worried because Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins aren't playing good as of right now. 
but in terms of long term, you shouldn't be worried at all. And I think there's a really good chance that the Warriors turn this around by the end of the season. Yeah, Andrew, and I think the key to their success this year is obviously obviously going to be with those two wings and with Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins. If they don't step up their play, they're going to not be a good team. And if you don't get those two playing to a solid caliber level, I think they're, the Warriors will continue to struggle throughout the season. Yeah, and they also got that athletic big that they've been looking for in James Wiseman. He's been playing very well, very impressive. So I think they're set for the future, especially if Klay Thompson can come back healthy. And I and Draymond Green, of course, comes back. And you need Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins to start stepping up. They will be fine. Steph Curry is your star. He'll play good no matter what. He, Although he hasn't really been hitting shots that consistently along with Oubre and Wiggins, I think he'll start doing that as well because he's Steph Curry, and that's what he does. He hits shots. He'll turn it around. This Warriors team will turn it around. I am not too worried with them as long as Steve Kerr can right the ship along with all the players. Yeah, Andrew, I mean, I'm worried about them, but to an extent, they have Steph Curry, and they're going to get Draymond Green back. So I think they'll end up being fine. And especially next year, they're definitely a team to look out for, depending on how quickly Klay Thompson is able to return. But Andrew, with that, I think this will be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.